Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Podcast by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin. Yeah, and I'm Evan. Today we are doing Group G of, oh my God, it's not Group G, it's Group H. Oh, I can't believe I made that mistake. Don't worry about it, Evan, just uh, you'll do fine. Oh no, you know, I, I was confident coming in, but I'm all nervous now. But Okay, there is no Evan. It's just me alone again. And uh, I'm just putting on a voice to pretend that I actually have a, a co-host, but I don't. But we are doing Group H of African Cup 2023 qualifying, which is already underway. Uh, we actually did a series on the teams of the African Cup 2021, which took place in January 2022. And uh, we'll be changing our format a bit as a result. Uh, rather than repeating what we podcasted there, we'll be providing a link in the show notes as well as the time uh, when each of these teams was discussed in that earlier podcast. So uh, in this group, Ivory Coast and Comoros um, uh, were in the uh, 2021 African Cup. So there is kind of uh, more detail on them if you want to check out that podcast. If you're interested, you can go to soccerfiles.captivate.fm uh, or just type Soccer Files, or probably Soccer Files Canada. That's uh, Soccer Files uh, with a P-H and an S at the end. Uh, S-O-C-C-R-P-H-I-L-E-S. Uh, Soccer Files Canada into Google, and uh, you'll be on your way. Uh, we'll repeat that address at the end here, in case you want to fly to it. So uh, that information was a more detailed World Cup overview and a detailed look at the finals of African Cup tournaments, uh, which we'll only cover briefly here. Uh, this time we'll be focusing on African Cup qualifying campaigns and recent history. But for uh, uh, Zambia and Lesotho, we'll also give a World Cup and African Cup overview. So let's look at the three sections we cover in this podcast. Uh, part one begins with just an introduction of the members of the group, which pot they came from, and some geographical information about each country. And part two is the major part of the podcast, a team-by-team -team overview with a quick review of their participation and major achievements, uh, an overview of their African Cup history, and World Cup history if they weren't done in January, and for all teams a deep dive into their African Cup qualifying history. Uh, after that is a brief look at their players, especially the ones who've been scoring for them, and a summary and a sense of their recent form before we launch into part three, which is a, a comparison of each of the teams through their head-to-head -head meetings and through their uh, FIFA and ELO rankings. And that will uh, kind of lead into a discussion of their prospects and our predictions. And interestingly for this series, um, we've set it up so that we can check how accurate we are by checking the first uh, two sets of the six set qualifications, uh, those two sets of games taking place in, in June. So I purposely have avoided uh, looking at those results um, so that uh, specific predictions can be made for the game and then checked. Uh, and then at the end, we'll again provide the podcast links for those who want to uh, go back and review some of the some of the podcasts in our archive. Uh, today, I'm wearing kind of wearing the colors of Ivory Coast. 
uh, not exactly. And uh, I should confess to a slight bias towards Zambia, who also has this color uh, in their flag. Uh, and um, that's because, uh, once again, I don't have any African shirts in my collection, which is a shame and something that must be redressed. Anyway, let's get into the podcast with part one, an overview of the teams. So coming from part one is Ivory Coast. Uh, part two is Zambia. Part three is Comoros. And part four is Lesotho. And we'll take a look at some information about each country. Uh, Ivory Coast is about 322,000 square kilometers. Uh, it is the 28th largest out of 54 countries in Africa, so about uh, right in the middle there. And uh, in terms of population, though, it's one of the bigger ones, 17th in Africa with uh, 27 million people uh, in the 2021 census. Uh, Zambia, our second team, was uh, known as Northern Rhodesia in 1946 and came to be known as Zambia in 1966, uh, right around the time they started qualifying for African Cups. They are twice the size of Ivory Coast, 752,600 square kilometers, making them 17th largest country in Africa. But uh, in terms of population, they're smaller, 18.4 million in 2020, making them the 22nd. We'll do a little comparison directly at the end here. Comoros is a tiny country, just, uh, uh, sorry, just uh, 2,200 square kilometers. It's uh, um, a small group of islands off the east coast of uh, Africa, so just uh, northwest of Madagascar, kind of between East Africa and Madagascar. And it has a population of 869,000, uh, less than a million, making it the 52nd, uh, 52nd in Africa, one of the smallest countries in Africa. And I forgot to mention they're 51st in terms of land size. And finally uh, is Lesotho. 30,355 square kilometers, the 43rd largest country in Africa, and a population of 2.1 million in 2020, the uh, 45th largest country. Just give me a moment to uh, take a sip of my water here. Sorry about that, but I'm back. I'm back for uh, a quick comparison of what we just uh, talked about. Um, so uh, actually all of these countries are uh, uh, um, fairly small in Africa. Um, the largest in land size being Zambia uh, and about half the size of that uh, Ivory Coast and then about one-tenth the size of that Lesotho and Comoros incomparably small um just 2000 square kilometers so in terms of population it's ivory coast that is the biggest with 27 million uh zambia with 18 million and lesotho much much smaller with 2 million and comoros uh, less than a million all right let's move on to the uh football records of these guys so we'll begin with ivory coast and their nickname is uh, les elephants reflecting their uh, kind of French influence. It's the elephants in English, uh, of course. And um, 
I should mention here that uh, a lot of uh, sources refer to them in uh, by their French name as Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, I've decided to go with the uh, kind of the English uh, uh, Ivory Coast uh, because for most countries we we don't we don't say Deutschland for Germany, for example. And if I was uh, uh, doing it for Korean, I would call them Hanguk, but uh, most people are familiar with the English name of. Uh, of Korea. So here we go with Ivory Coast, uh, beginning with their participation and achievement. So Ivory Coast uh, first entered the World Cup qualification in 1974. And apart from not entering in 1982, they have consistently completed their campaigns. They entered the African Cup uh, nine years earlier, though, in 1965. And they've been quite consistent in their participation, except for that uh, same non-entry in 1982, uh, in addition to a disqualification in 1978. In terms of achievement, Ivory Coast was an intermittent power in Africa long before it showed uh, on the world stage. They reached their first World Cup in 2006, from which point they qualified three times in a row. Uh, however, they not uh, never got past the group stage. In the African Cup, though, uh, they saw mi mixed success in the early years, but never higher than third place until they won the title in 1992. That was the year the Cup was expanded to 12 teams. And they won their second title in 2015, just the uh, end of their golden generation, kind of finally uh, proving themselves by winning a title. And uh, there we have it, two titles, two African Cup titles for Ivory Coast. Uh, we're not going to uh, delve into their World Cup history, but that can be found in a previous podcast. Uh, but we will look at their most recent campaign in 2022. So they received a buy in round one, as the stronger teams in Africa did. And they started the campaign with a shudder of inconsistency, uh, tying Mozambique away. Not a huge surprise, but not a great start. Uh, however, that was enough in itself to see them finish behind the more consistent Cameroon with whom they exchanged home wins. So they won uh, both games against last place Malawi, um, and but they finished second in the group, um, suffering that draw, which Cameroon didn't. And only Cameroon went through to the final playoff round. So falling short there, we're going to move to their African Cup history. And again, you can check the link in the podcast if you want uh, an overview of the African Cup and a deep dive into their history in the finals. But this is their uh, history in qualifying a deep dive into that. So we divided this up into, into actually four sections. So the first one is 1965 to 1974. Uh, they first entered the Cup in 1965 through a three-team uh, group qualification, which was kind of unusual at the time. Uh, they twice beat Liberia and then exchanged home wins with Congo DR, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, which was called Congo Leopoldville at that time. And they thus reached the Cup at the first time of asking. The campaign was even better in 1968, where they suffered only a draw in Nigeria uh, again, in a, in a three-group uh, format with uh, Nigeria and Togo. Um, 
yes, so they went through uh, for the second time in a row there and uh, and earned third place in those tournaments, I might add. Uh, in 1970, they earned fourth place, uh, getting through to the cup by besting Mali in a knockout round for a very simple entry there to their third cup. 1972 was their first failed campaign. They beat Gabon in round one, but lost to Congo on goal difference in round two, each team winning at home. Uh, Central African Republic beat them 4-2 in the away leg of round one uh, in 1974, and they couldn't make up the difference at home. So, um, however, Central African... Oh, yeah, I was a bit confused there because uh, um, they actually weren't knocked out in 1974 because Central African Republic was charged with not providing neutral officials for the first game and were disqualified. So uh, Ivory Coast advanced to the next round where they beat Ghana, uh, finding Ghana in rare week form. In a, in a rare week period, I believe they missed three cups in a row at this time, but they beat Ghana home and away to qualify in 1974. They fell at the group stage there, uh, having passed it in all three previous cups and entered a week period uh, sometimes qualifying, but not passing the group stage over the next 12 years. So the second section deals with 1976 to 1992. Um, they fell to Congo in round one of two in 1976, the team that had knocked them out in 1972, and the only team that they had ever lost, uh, uh, lost to in qualifying. In 1978, they won both legs of the first round over Upper Balta, now called Burkina Faso, and they went to round two to face Mali. However, both were disqualified for actions in round one. Ivory Coast was disqualified for using an ineligible player, and Mali was disqualified because of a, a disturbingly, a, uh, their police attacked uh, the match officials after uh, game one there or after in the first round uh, anyway so disqualified in 1978 in 1980 they qualified for the first time since 1974 losing away legs in the knockout rounds uh, with Benin then Sudan but winning by more at home they did not enter in 1982 and they qualified as host in 1984 but the poor form continued despite hosting uh, where they got knocked out at the group stage. They came back into some form in 1986, uh, besting Mali and Ghana in consecutive rounds and uh, going all the way to third place in the cup. Uh, they won all games over the two knockout rounds in 1986, uh, uh, giving Congo payback in the first and beating Malawi in an easy second round. So uh, 1986 campaign, very good, uh, or quite good. It was similar over Angola and Mali in 1988, tying Mali away, uh, though they didn't pass the group stage uh, of that cup. Um, of that cup. In, uh, in 1992, uh, they won it qualifying through the group format that came into vogue and winning the group, uh, dropping only points with a loss in Morocco in a tremendous campaign, which ended up with winning a shootout with Ghana 
a final, uh, uh, a shootout in the finals, which they won 11 goals to 10. So quite a dramatic shootout there. That brings us to our third period, 1994 to 2004. That title win in 1992 qualified them automatically as defending champions in 1994. And in 1996, second place in a tight group uh, sandwiched between Burkina Faso above and Morocco below was enough for them to get through. Uh, that was supposed to be a group of six uh, there in 1996, but three of the teams withdrew. Uh, a lot of teams dropping out in 1996 when South Africa who had recently returned from a long suspension, um, were hosts of the tournament. Uh, 1998 was a comfortable qualification, their only loss in the opening game against Algeria. 2000, though, was less convincing, losing to Congo away, tying Namibia away, and then losing to Mali at home. Surprisingly, though, this record earned them first place. The same record earned them second place in 2002, uh, but they advanced in second behind Egypt. Those records and a single point in that cup, uh, in, in, the, in the actual cup, uh, revealed cracks that were exposed when they were bested by South Africa in 2004 and failed to qualify that year. It was their first failed campaign since 1976. All right, and the fourth and final section covers 2006 to 2017. So they returned in 2006 with a stunning World Cup uh, qualification, winning a group over Cameroon and Egypt to finally make their strong African Cup record reflect in World Cup, in a World Cup appearance. It was also um, the qualifier for the 2006 African Cup where, where they reached the final uh, losing on penalties there to Egypt. They were undefeated in their 2008 campaign uh, to reach the Cup, and another campaign that reached the World Cup in 2010 also saw them through to the African Cup that year. So consistent qualification here. Uh, 2012 was the first group qualification where they won all games, their golden generation in full swing by this time. They continued to win all games to reach the final, where they lost to Zambia, who they meet here, uh, lost 8-7 on penalties to Zambia in the 2012 final. 2013 was a shortened qualification, and they received a bye to the final round, where they beat Senegal twice. The second leg was in Senegal, and going down 2-0, uh, uh, caused the Senegalese fans to riot and it forced the game to be abandoned. Uh, Ivory Coast also received buys in the first two rounds of 2015, but round three was a group stage there. It was a shaky performance in a tough group, bested by Cameroon and losing at home to uh, Congo DR. Second place, though, was enough to pass, and in fact, even third place Congo DR passed that year. Uh, Ivory Coast went on to win their second title, a crowning achievement for their golden generation that actually looked like uh, it was going to age out before earning a title. Uh, many of that golden generation, golden generation were retired by 2017, and it showed. 
the title did not earn them automatic qualification in 2017. Uh, and the qualifying campaign was unconvincing, tying Sierra Leone twice and uh, Sudan away. It nevertheless earned them third, uh, earned them first in the three-team group. Uh, they fell at the group stage in the cup, though, failing to reach the final stages for the first time since 2006. All right, well, that brings us to 2019, which we will look at a bit more closely. So they started off uh, poorly with a home loss to Guinea, and later they tied them away. They also tied Central African Republic away. And not recovering from that initial loss to Guinea meant a second-place finish in the qualifying group uh, behind Guinea, Rwanda, uh, uh, behind Guinea, Central African Republic, and Rwanda. Uh, they beat South Africa by a single goal. This is, sorry, the group stage. In the group stage, they beat South Africa by a single goal in the first game, but lost to Morocco uh, the same way in the second. Uh, and they beat Namibia to finish second in the group stage. But it was a lackluster performance, even though they beat Namibia 4-1. Uh, they didn't win, uh, they didn't deserve a win over Mali in the round of 16, uh, but they got it, uh, uh, a one nothing win. Uh, but they did look better in the quarterfinals, despite losing to eventual champions uh, Algeria on penalties. Uh, in the most recent campaign then, 2021, uh, they won, uh, this is qualifying now, after receiving a bye in the first round. Uh, they won all home games, uh, but they lost in Ethiopia. Um, uh, Ethiopia finishing second in the group. Uh, and they also tied uh, Madagascar, who finished third in the group. Uh, they twice beat last place Niger and finished first in the qualifying group. Uh, in the tournament, they beat Equatorial Guinea in their opener, but tied Sierra Leone, who scored a memorable and incredible late equaliser. Um, I think we described that in the, in the previous podcast, but it's a bit of a long story, so I won't uh, reiterate it here. Uh, anyway, long story short, they finished first in the group stage, uh, beating Algeria in the last game and condemning Algeria to a disgraceful last-place finish. Uh, Egypt kept, kept Ivory Coast's uh, strong offense at bay, and they lost on penalties to Egypt in the round of 16. Actually, that was uh, an unfortunate draw for them in the round of 16. They finished first in their group and probably expected to face a weak team uh, in the round of 16, but they, they were paired with Egypt, who uh, ended up being one of the finalists. So a good performance actually there by Ivory Coast and they deserved a better result. Okay, well, moving on uh, to a quick look at their players. Uh, we see on the scorer list that um, uh, Max Allen Gradell, uh, his name comes up in, in every case. And Jonathan Kodiak has been scoring goals for them. And they have a lot of big names. Uh, uh, Nicolas Pepe uh, kind of uh, didn't do that well in the English Premier League, but uh, is a bit better for um, uh, Ivory Coast. Same is true with Sebastian Haller, 
who uh, really didn't do well with West Ham in the Premier League, but uh, has done well with Ivory Coast over the next last little while. They have so many names uh, to choose from, but the one I was most impressed with actually in the most recent African Cup was um, uh, Wilfred Zaha. And they didn't end up using him that much, but uh, he was um, a terror down the left wing there. And I thought uh, they should have used him a bit more because he was um, uh, he was spectacular. But uh, I could basically just throw out the whole list of names. Uh, Badra Ali Sanger is their goalkeeper, and uh, he plays in South Africa. And then uh, Serge Aurier is their captain now. He has 81 caps and has moved from uh, Tottenham in England to Villarreal. Uh, but all of their all of their players, uh, their starting players at least, play for uh, pretty big teams. So um, uh, Eric Bailly uh, plays for Manchester United in England, though not always a starter. And they have a 21-year-old uh, Odian Kusunu uh, defender with uh, Bayer Leverkusen. So uh, honestly, I could go on. Uh, maybe I'll just finish with Frank Kessie. He has 58 caps for the team, only 25 years old, and he's with uh, Barcelona. And uh, Sebastian Haller, who I mentioned before, is now with uh, Borussia Dortmund. So I believe his performance um, uh, outside of England and with Ivory Coast uh, earned him um, a position on a very big team there. So uh, full of talent, uh, their golden generation kind of aged out. Uh, they were flat for a little while, but they seem to have come back uh, uh, to having a very strong squad now. So we'll just finish with a summary and a look at their current form. So in short, Ivory Coast had three periods of being a first-tier power. In the late 60s and early 90s, though neither of those measured on the World Cup radar as they didn't reach the World Cup, their last period, the golden generation from 2006 to 2015, is their longest uh, period of success. It included three appearances in a row at the World Cup, uh, and they didn't uh, fully justify themselves, stop uh, dropping at the group stage of the World Cup every time, and uh, not uh, winning an African Cup title, although they were so strong, until uh, the kind of the close of that period in 1950, sorry, in 2015. Uh, but they did finish four times in the top four uh, during that period. Uh, they had declined since, as evidenced by being a pot two team in 2022 World Cup qualification. Um, but judging by their performance in 2021, African Cup, I think they'll be uh, coming back uh, to the top. Uh, now, look at their form. Even before winning the African Cup in 2015, members of the golden generation uh, that had led to that period of success over the previous 10 years were retiring. Uh, the team went into a period of decline, failing to reach the 2018 uh, World Cup. And uh, in 2017, failing to pass the group stage of the African Cup for the first time since 2004. Um, they seemed no match for the top teams uh, in recent World Cup and African Cups, 
um, but seem to be rebuilding now to uh, reach the top tier again, even if their result in 2021 didn't justify it. Uh, their performance for me uh, did suggest they were coming back into form. And that brings us to the end of uh, our look at Ivory Coast. And we move on to Zambia. Uh, Zambia, whose nickname is, oh no, um, I didn't uh, make a note of it here, but it's the Copper the copper Bullets. Chipolopolo. Uh, uh, Chipolopolo, the Copper Bullets, um, is Zambia's name, and I have heard them uh, called that. Uh, it doesn't sound like a good history, uh, that name, but um, I'll have to look into that. Uh, participation and achievements then for Zambia. They have consistently entered both World Cup and African Cup qualifying since 1970. Uh, they have never failed to participate in World Cup qualification and withdrew only once from the African Cup in 1988. So one of the most consistent in Africa there. In terms of achievement, they have never reached a World Cup, though they came within a point of doing so in, in 1994. That same year was one of two second-place finishes in the African Cup, uh, having achieved that result uh, once before in 1974. Their greatest achievement, though, uh, was winning the African Cup in 2012, a story that... Um, that we'll talk about below. Uh, and right now, actually, since with Zambia, we are covering uh, a World Cup overview and an African Cup overview. So as mentioned, 1994 was their closest approach to the World Cup. And it was poignant because of the Gabon air disaster. Uh, the entire team of Zambia was killed in a plane crash in Gabon, which was carrying them to a qualifying game against Senegal. Uh, they quickly put together a new team. Uh, one of their players playing in, in uh, Netherlands at the time um, uh, was not flying with the team, so he survived the crash, and it was kind of built around him. Uh, and the new team amazingly completed the qualification, uh, missing USA 1994 by just one point, uh, Morocco taking that top spot. Um that had only been uh, that had been only the second time they reached the final round of qualification, having done so in 1974. Another good year for them, uh, though they finished uh, far behind the group winner in 1974, which also happened to be Morocco. After 1994, though, they reached the final round in every edition except for 2014, but they were outclassed once there finishing in the bottom half every time. That should have been the case in 2018, given the tough group they were in with Algeria, Nigeria, and Cameroon. However, uh, that year they surprised, as they sometimes do, by finishing second. However, it wasn't very close to reaching the cup as they were five points behind Nigeria there. All right, well, we've uh, kind of avoided mentioning the... Um, recent cups in that overview. 
So let's see how they did in uh, 2022, the recent cup, I should say. Well, it was not good. Uh, they received a buy in round one of three, a preliminary round. And they came in as the second seeded team, but they were bested. <laughs> Sorry about that. They were bested by fourth seed uh, Equatorial Guinea. They lost to Algeria twice and beat Mauritania twice to finish third in round two of three. Uh, winners Tunisia went on to a final playoff game, uh, which was round three. Okay, let's move on to their African Cup history. First, an overview. Uh, they failed to reach most of the early African Cups, reaching the final in only four of the ten editions before 1990. Uh, they did sometimes surprise, though, finishing second in 1994 and third in 19, sorry, uh, second in 1974 and third in 1982. 1974 was a brief spike in their form, paralleling a good year in World Cup qualification, but the 1990s became a legitimately good period, uh, amazingly not interrupted by losing the whole team almost in the Gabon air disaster in 1993. In terms of their form, uh, it's as if it never happened. They finished in the top three, uh, three or four times from 1990 to 1996, and they finished second in the African Cup in 1994. Uh, they continued to reach the finals consistently, missing only in 2004, but were knocked out of the group stage every time until 2010 reaching the quarterfinals in 2010 for the first time in 14 years was the only indication of what was to come in 2012. And motivated by the tournament being hosted by Gabon, the country where the plane had crashed, uh, they were led by, by stylish manager Erf Renard, Irv Renard to an unlikely victory. Uh, following that glorious year though, they were knocked out of the group stage in the following two cups and then failed to reach the cup in 2017. We'll take a closer look at how they did uh, in recent cups, but we're going to go first to African Cup qualifying in detail. So we've divided this into three sections here, the first covering 1970 to 1988. Their African Cup career began in 1970 with a poor result. Uh, a home draw with the weak Mauritius. They recovered to win the second leg uh, away, though, and advanced to meet Cameroon. They also tied the first leg at home, but lost the second and were knocked out. In 1972, it was the same result, beating Tanzania in round one, but falling to Zaire in round two, despite beating them at home. 1974 was their first successful qualification, beating Madagascar in round one and beginning round two with an impressive 5-1 win over Nigeria. Uh, they lost the away leg in both rounds, but it didn't prevent them. They went on to reach the final with Zaire, which, uh, having been replayed after a 2-2 draw, which extra time didn't resolve, they lost 0-2. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to check that whether they... Pretty sure they lost the um, uh, lost on penalties, but I'm just going to check it here. 
um no no they um there was a replay uh, a final replay game uh which they lost um zero two having tied uh two two in the in the initial game all right sorry about that uh so 1974 a good year uh second place finish in 1976 they resumed their previous qualification pattern beating malawi in round one but uh falling to uganda in round two despite uh beating them at home 1978 saw them qualifying for the second time beating algeria on penalties to do so however in 1980 they fell in round two to the usually weak Tanzania, earning only a home draw against them. 1982 was successful, though, as they passed Zimbabwe in round one and Morocco on goal difference in round two to reach the cup, where they finished in third place. Their yo-yoing form continued, where they followed that success up with a loss to Sudan in the first knockout round of 1984. Then they qualified in 1986, beating out Nigeria, but didn't qualify in 1988 because they withdrew. So really up and down form in those early years. Uh, the second section takes us from 1990 to 2004. So 1990 began a string of consistent performances, reaching the final rounds of the cup until 1996, and reaching the cup itself all the way until 2002. So let's go back to 1990, where they passed Mozambique and Gabon in knockout rounds and uh, reached the cup. And in 1992, uh, the cup expanded to 12 teams and it began uh, group stage qualifications as opposed to knockout rounds. Uh, a solid campaign in 1992, albeit in an easy group that year, saw them finish first over Madagascar. And in 1994, they went undefeated to finish ahead of local rivals Zimbabwe and South Africa. In 1996, three teams dropped out of their 16 group and they finished second behind Gabon, good enough to get into the cup, which in 1996 was expanded to 16 teams. It was a strong period, uh, as in the Cups, they had finished second or third in two of the last four Cups. Amazing considering that this was the period where they had lost the entire team uh, in the Gabon air disaster uh, of 1993. Uh, that good period ended with group stage finishes from 1998, despite going undefeated in the qualification for that Cup. Uh, an admittedly easy group where Mozambique finished second. 2000 began with a home draw against Congo DR, which was good, but it was their only point. Um, oh, no, which I guess <laughs> because they're so strong, uh, a home draw against Congo DR is not so good, but it was their only points drop, and they finished first in the 2000 campaign, uh, qualifying campaign, that is. 2002 was far less convincing, going winless at home, but nevertheless qualifying second behind Nigeria. Two road wins uh, making up the difference there. And actually, uh, I'll pause to say that this is reflective of the pattern of Zambia uh, being better on the road than most African teams are, 
but uh, their home being less of a fortress than most African countries are. So uh, 2004 showed uh, also uh, saw them earning more points on the road than they did at home, uh, but this time it cost them. They finished uh, second behind Benin and failed to reach the cup for the first time since their 1988 withdrawal. withdrawal. Okay, and the final section deals with 2006 to 17. So they resumed consistent qualification after 2004, uh, reaching every cup uh, until 2015. Um, I'm just hiding what happens after, no, no, uh, until 2015. They didn't make it in 2017, but we'll get there. A third place finish behind Togo and Senegal in their 2006 World Cup qualifying group earned them entry into that 2006 African Cup, and they reached it in 2008, despite losing to South Africa and tying Chad at home. Again, their stronger road record, especially a 3-1 win in South Africa in the final game, came to their rescue. But they were uncompetitive in their 2010 World Cup grouping, finishing fully eight points behind Algeria and Egypt. However, Third place there was enough to gain entry to the 2010 African Cup. So that middling performance in uh, 2010 didn't foreshadow uh, 2012, uh, even if reaching the, the, the 2010 quarterfinal did. Uh, a solid campaign in 2012, where they finished ahead of Libya, despite being bested by them, uh, saw them reach the final, and win over Ivory Coast in a thrilling 8-7 penalty shootout. And uh, as mentioned before, uh, they were motivated in this tournament because it was the anniversary of uh, the, the Gabon air disaster, uh, almost 20 years, but not exactly. But this year was chosen because the tournament was in Gabon. And so it was a very uh, poignant win for Zambia. Uh, being defending champions uh, no longer earned automatic qualification by this time, but it was an easy ride in the shortened entry system for 2013. They received a buy in the, uh, a buy in the first and second rounds by dint of having participated in the 2012 Cup, and they only had to beat Uganda in round three. Uh, this was a seemingly easy task for the depending defending champions but they made a meal of it the matter going to penalties actually which uh, zambia won nine to eight they earned three draws in the cup though and failed to pass the group stage so a kind of a weak follow-up to their their uh, emotional 2012 campaign the 2015 qualification began uh, as unconvincingly a home draw with Mozambique, a loss in Cape Verde, and a tie in Niger to leave them third in the group. They won all remaining games, however, and reached the cup. However, they earned only two draws in the cup. And this weakness uh, continued to 2017, where they tied all qualification games at home. And even though they had a better road record, uh, again, a, a bit of a 
signature for uh, Zambia, uh, their better road record didn't overcome it. And they failed to reach the cup for the first time since 2004 and for the second time since 1990. All right, that is their qualifying history in detail, but we have uh, slightly more recent cups to look at too. So uh, let's see if this poor form continued into 2019 and certainly it did it got even worse a ghastly result finishing last in a group that they were expected to win uh, in fact it was a very tight group with many uh, many of the games hinging on last minute goals such as their opening loss at home to mozambique uh, they tied in uh, namibia on a late goal in the following game and went on to win both games, uh, both home games, while losing both away games. But they were out of contention by game five of six in this topsy-turvy group, which saw uh, Guinea-Bissau kind of rise up from nowhere to finish first, and Namibia finished second. All right, well, that's two cups in a row they didn't reach, uh, even though the 2019 Cup was an expanded version to 24 teams. And the rot continued into 2021, uh, where they were bested by group winner Algeria and exchanged home wins with last place Botswana uh, and home losses with Zimbabwe, losing out to Zimbabwe uh, despite beating them away in the final game. So uh, here, too, they had been seeded second, but they came third in the qualifying group. Uh, a bad period has been entered into by Zambia. We'll take a look at some of their players. Uh, the generation that won the African Cup uh, in 2012 is mostly uh, retired now, but they have a few, um, a few good players in uh, Patson Daka, who uh, I'm just going to check here, but I believe he plays um, with Leicester in England. Yes, he does. And um, uh, he, along with Evan, uh, Evans Kangwa, um, are scoring uh, most of their goals. Actually, I don't see Evans Kangwa uh, on the team, so I think I'm mixing him up with someone. Uh, actually, uh, when I look at the roster here, I see that um, maybe part of their problem is... Uh, a kind of a lack of of scorers. They have um, uh, Brian Mwila, who has 10 goals in 20 games, but uh, he plays in Zambia, and I think most of those goals have been earned in local cups. So uh, Pat Sandaka has nine goals in 31 games, which is quite good, but he seems to be the only one uh, re really reproducing for them, except for uh, Fashion Sakala, who came up with five of their goals in uh, 2022 World Cup qualification. So um, he's 25 and, and seems, to be, um, seems to be coming on for them. He only has six goals in all and plays for the Rangers in Scotland. So uh, uh, more of a, uh, someone they'll be hoping to rely on in the future. Uh, in terms of... Um, in terms of uh, the general players, they do have a few players playing for uh, teams in Europe, uh, an 18-year-old with young boys in Switzerland, and they have uh, Lubambo Musonda, who is an experienced midfielder with uh, Horsens in Denmark. And um, 
I can't believe it slipped my mind, but one of my favorite players on Zambia right now is Enoch Mwapu, who uh, is with Brighton in England and, and has looked very good at times. He's a midfielder with 24 goals and six, uh, sorry, 24 caps and six goals. And um, But I would say about half of the players uh, play in Zambia. Uh, the next step up seems to be uh, in South Africa. And then, um, uh, and then about a third of the players playing in Europe or um, in places like Israel uh, or, or uh, Congo DR for Mazembe in Congo DR. So um, not a lot of huge names, but um, uh, uh, they have enough talent to be doing better than how they've been doing recently. In fact, let's go to kind of a summary and then an overview of their recent form. So in summary, Zambia is an unpredictable team. The early 1990s is arguably their only true period of, spent, of strength, and that continued despite the Gabon air disaster. 1974 saw a spike in both World Cup and African Cup results, but it was confined to that year. A third-place finish in the 1982 African Cup was not reflected in World Cup play, and nor even was their title win in 2012, uh, which was actually followed by their worst performance in World Cup play. Uh, even though they have fallen off since then by not reaching the African Cup since 2017, they did spike with a strong performance in 2018 World Cup qualifying, and uh, though we're not talking much about their local uh, about local cups here. Uh, I'll just add they did win the Kasafa Cup. That's their local region in South Africa, which which has South Africa and Zimbabwe in it. And they won that cup in 2019 for the first time since their strong period in 2013. So uh, in summary of their form, their 2012 win was a tearful joy but perhaps sapped their motivation uh, since they did progressively worse after that. Despite a spurt of revival in 2018 World Cup qualifying um, and a good showing in the local cup the following year, they have failed to reach the last three African Cups, even though it's been expanded to 24 teams, uh, and that after a long history of qualification. Uh, this is even more disturbing, yeah, as I said, considering the Cup has expanded to 24 teams, making qualifications easier. So I said I'm a bit partial to Zambia, so I'm kind of hoping that they will uh, they will kind of come back into form. Uh, but we move on to Comoros, our third team, who are nicknamed uh, the Coa... Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Coelacanths or actually it's a French uh, term, Les Coelacantes, uh, although I said that more like a Spanish word. Uh, but this is an interesting story. Uh, the the uh, Coelacanth is an, uh, a prehistoric fish that was believed to be extinct uh, for a long time, and re uh, not recently, but fairly recently, uh, maybe I'll find out for next time, believed to be extinct, but which um, they found one, uh, a live one off the coast of Comoros. So um, uh, a bit of interesting biological history there. 
Anyway, we're not doing biology, we're doing soccer. So let's do an overview of their participation and achievements. Uh, though their first game was in 1979, they didn't join CAF until 2003 and FIFA until 2005. Despite that, their first qualification run uh, came still later for the 2010 World Cup. And then they joined the African Cup in 2012. Uh, they did miss the 2013 version, but they have participated steadily since. And uh, just on a side note, they're also part of that COSAFA group, which is uh, mostly South Africa, but uh, obviously contains um, a couple of Indian Ocean teams too. Uh, in terms of uh, their success, uh, well, they've been a very weak team for most of their history. Reaching a, uh, uh, reaching a cup competition has uh, seemed like a pipe dream, but I guess I have to uh, betray that they reached the cup shockingly in 2021 because that's the reason we're skipping their world cup overview and their african cup overview um because you can find those in an earlier podcast however we will look at their recent uh, world cup performance and uh well it was it was short and sweet they tied uh, to, uh togo at home in the uh, first game of a preliminary round, but then they lost uh, on the road and were out of the cup. So certainly not reflecting uh, a team that reached the 2021 African Cup there, but actually more reflective of their overall strength. Okay, so we're gonna go directly to um, the uh, close-up, the deep dive on their African Cup qualifying. And it's very short because uh, uh, their first African Cup was in 2010. And that was the year uh, where World Cup, or one of the years where World Cup qualifying determined entry into the African Cup. Uh, they lost to Madagascar there in a preliminary round, so weren't even close. Uh, 2012 was their first direct qualification for a cup, uh, but they earned a single home draw with Libya and finished bottom of the group. Uh, they didn't enter in 2013, as we saw, and 2015 saw them knocked out by Kenya in an early round, though they did earn a draw in the home leg. In 2017, they won at home to Botswana, but it was their uh, only result uh, in, the, in the group there. That was a group stage, and they finished bottom of the group. So um, not reaching the African Cup yet, but we know they reached it in 2021. Let's see the path to, uh, toward that in 2019. So uh, they won a preliminary round there, uh, besting Mauritius. Only six teams were actually required to play in the preliminary round, which was a sign of their weakness. Uh, but they did pass it. And in the group stage that followed, they went undefeated at home, tying group winners Morocco and Cameroon as well as beating Malawi. Uh, but they lost all on the road, though, and finished last in the qualifying group behind Malawi, uh, actually tied on points with them and tied on goal difference. So uh, finishing last on the uh, away goals. But, you know, almost a third-place finish and some good game-level results there, I would say, uh, didn't quite foreshadow them reaching the... Um, 
uh, reaching the African Cup, but uh, uh, did give a hint of their improving strength. As I should point out that actually they're in their home uh, home draw with Morocco, uh, they almost won it. Uh, Morocco scored at 90 plus 7 of injury time. Oh, no, that wasn't the home leg. Uh, that was the away leg uh, where they almost uh, tied in Morocco. Um, except for a very late goal by Morocco. And it was actually them that earned uh, a late goal to tie them at home. All right, let's move on to 2021. And they received a bye in the first round, which is actually a, um, a result of their uh, strength in 2019. Uh, only the bottom eight teams had to undergo the preliminary round, but they were two places above that. Uh, in the group stage then, they went undefeated at home, and their only loss uh, in the entire campaign uh, was in the last game. It was a heavy 0-4 loss in Egypt, who finished on top of the group. However, uh, they bested third place uh, Kenya and last place Togo, where they actually won away in the opening game. And they finished second in the qualifying group. Wow. In the tournament, uh, they lost their first two games to Gabon and Morocco, but uh, beat a terribly performing Ghana in their third game to advance as a third-place finisher, uh, scoring the winning goal there at 85 to beat Ghana 3-2. Uh, they were beset by covid and they were forced to field a defender as a goalkeeper, uh, this in the round of 16 against host Cameroon, uh, put a defender in that. And uh, actually, he didn't do too badly. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. And uh, Cameroon found it troublesome to uh, score a goal. On top of having a defender in that, they also got a red card just seven minutes in. So uh, a lot of drama in the game. But as I said... Um, uh, Cameroon seemed to have trouble scoring, but they won in the end. Uh, Cameroon did 2-1. Uh, uh, Comoro scoring a consolation goal at 80-81 and, uh, you know, delighted overall with their performance. And uh, the, the Chakar uh, Al-Hadur is the name of the uh, defender who faced uh, Cameroon. How frightening. Uh, for him, but uh, he, he he was cool about it. All right, so a uh, good performance in 2023 there. And I'll just say that in uh, African Cup 2023, uh, this tournament, they also received a bye in the first round. So their, uh, their strong performance is getting, um, is, is getting them the advantage of skipping the preliminary round. A quick look at their players. I'm not actually that familiar with them, but uh, even in qualifying, I'm familiar with uh, El Fardu Ben uh, Nabuhain, who uh, scores goals for them in every campaign. Uh, 2019 African Cup qualifying, he got five of the goals, five of the uh, eight or so goals that they got. And uh, Yusuf Nchangma actually... Um, got a red card in qualifying in 2021 but i believe he is their uh, biggest scorer and he is he he has 49 caps which is the most on the team and uh, 10 goals and he plays for uh, green camp in france 
uh, as most of them do. So uh, most of their players are actually coming from France uh, with with a connection to uh, uh, with a connection to uh, Comoros, and that perhaps explains their sudden improvement. Um, they have a defender, uh, Benjaloud Youssef, uh, with Le Mans in France. And um, uh, I'm just kind of looking through the team there. Most of them are kind of uh, smaller teams in France. Uh, um, or uh, perhaps in nearby countries like Netherlands or Switzerland. Uh, they do have a 20-year-old who is signed with uh, Paris uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, he is called uh, Anfain Ahamada, uh, but he hasn't played any games as of yet for, um, uh, for Comoros. And I wonder actually if Comoros will be able to keep him because he may be eligible for France and uh, may go that way if he's a top player. Anyway, I think I pretty much covered it because I'm not seeing any... Uh, any really big teams other than Paris Saint-Germain in France. But, you know, not uh, not unknown teams either, kind of uh, lower first division or second division teams, um, uh, uh, the players coming from France. So let's do a summary uh, and uh, look at their form. So they were a very weak team and did not show much or any improvement over their short history in major competitions until 2017. Uh, but they have shown good improvement with a competitive 2019 African Cup campaign and a successful one in 2021 where they reached the Cup. World Cup qualifications, however, have not followed suit. Uh, from 2018, they have performed well, earning home results over Ghana, Morocco and Cameroon. And they are moving from some good individual results at home to competitive campaigns. Uh, finishing equal with Malawi in 2019 and, um, of course, reaching the Cup in 2021, which seemed uh, an implausible achievement, but is perhaps explained by them re recruiting uh, players with a connection from France. Uh, they also did uh, well, by the way, in the Kosafa Cup in 2019, the local tournament that uh, Zambia is also a member of. And that brings us to the end of Comoros. And we'll take a look at the fourth team, which is also quite short, uh, Lesotho. And their nickname is Licuena, or the Crocodiles. I believe that um, uh, a local language rather than one uh, influenced by European Europeans. And let's like, uh, look at their participation and achievements. Lesotho... Uh, a dot of a country wholly within uh, South Africa has been around for a long time, first entering the World Cup in 1974, but only completing one other qualification in 1982, up until 2002, from which time they've entered uh, consistently. African Cups roughly follow the same pattern, completing four of the 13 qualifications by 2000, uh, including being disqualified in 1998. They have participated consistently since 2000, except for 2012, when they didn't enter. Okay, and uh, just as an aside, their local group is also that COSAFA, the uh, South African 
um, uh, South African Football Association. Okay, and uh, they actually, in terms of achievement, I have nothing to report here. They have no achievements of notes. We're going to look at their uh, World Cup overview and African Cup because they uh, were not part of the uh, uh, were not part of the series that we did at the beginning of January here. But it's very short. Uh, they've only made it past the preliminary round once. Uh, in World Cup qualifying, and that was in 2014. So we would have to go into a in-depth look at their qualification runs for World Cup, but that is not going to be this uh, uh, this time around. Maybe next time we do World Cup qualification, we're, we'll look into that. But we will look at their 2022 uh, qualifying campaign where they faced Ethiopia, uh, they were among the bottom 28 teams required to play in round one of three, which acted as a preliminary. Uh, their FIFA ranking was 144, while Ethiopia was actually ranked lower at 150. So it was one of the tightest pairings in the round uh, in terms of ranking. And it turned out to be so in terms of play too, as they tied both legs. Uh, they tied 0-0 in Ethiopia and 1-1 in Lesotho. Uh, and that one goal Ethiopia scored was enough to uh, see them through as they won on away goals. And so poor Lesotho was out at the first preliminary stage. Okay, let us take a look at the African Cup overview. Um uh, they have actually fared a little better in African Cup qualification compared to the World Cup, but their achievements don't stand beyond the qualifying level, as which, which is covered in detail below. So we'll move straight on to the African Cup qualifying in detail, and it's divided into three parts. So the early years, 1974 to 1992, so their first entry was in 1974, and they somehow avoided a preliminary round, uh, which team as, teams as strong as Uganda had to play. Uh, they tied Mauritius at home, but then they lost 5-1 uh, uh, away. So they were out. In 1976, they withdrew from a preliminary set with Mali, and then they didn't enter in 1978. But they returned in 1980 to play a preliminary round, again facing Mauritius. They started well with an away win, but then lost at home and were knocked out on the away goals rule. 1982 saw them hammered by Mozambique 6-1 in the first leg away, and it didn't matter that they won 2-1 at home. Uh, that would be their last completed campaign until 1994, withdrawing from preliminaries against Mauritius, uh, again Mauritius, in 1984, and withdrawing uh, and forfeiting to Rwanda in 1988. And then they didn't enter in the other years, 1986, 1990, and 1992. So the second section deals with 1994 to 2004. In 1994, they passed the preliminary round, besting Botswana, uh, tying at home, but winning 4 nothing away. And uh, they made it to their first group stage. Impressively, they were undefeated at home, but each game was a draw, 
and they lost all on the road, finishing last. Uh, in 1996, they played six of their eight games in the qualifying group, then withdrew. Uh, they had lost all games except for an impressive home win over Cameroon. Uh, uh, and there's a bit of a story behind that. Their withdrawal and the, uh, the annulled results, the results were annulled, uh, was uh, actually a favour to Cameroon, who had lost against them, and played to the disadvantage of Malawi, who had beaten them at home. So uh, they caused a bit of havoc in that group. And um, they were disqualified in 1998 as a punishment for having withdrawn. But they returned in 2000 to win another preliminary, this time over mid-strength team Mozambique. They started the group well uh, with a home tie against Ghana and, a, and then an away draw with Congo DR and a win in Zimbabwe. Uh, so it was looking good, but they didn't maintain it. Uh, they tied Zimbabwe at home in the next game. And um, uh, they also tied Congo DR at home. So they finished third in uh, 2000. Um, sorry, I have to check whether it's 2000 or 2002. Um, they finished third oh this dead air is going to kill me uh, they finished third in 2002 behind um, Congo I think what confused me there is actually they, they won away in Zimbabwe and tied in Congo DR and they finished third ahead of Zimbabwe. All right, on to the next one, 2004. Uh, they were not competitive, registering only a home win over Gambia and uh, finishing behind them. All right, the last section deals with 2006 to 2017. Uh, results in the 2006 and 2010 World Cups did not earn them into African Cups uh, did not earn them entry into African Cups for those years. And in between, in 2008, they finished last in the group with a win and a tie at home. Uh, they didn't enter in 2012. And in 2013, suffered possibly the worst result, uh, getting knocked out in a preliminary by the feeble Sao Tome and Principe. So uh, it can't get much lower than that. They responded that, to that, though, by passing two knockout rounds over Liberia and Kenya in 2015, and they reached the third round, which was a group stage. There, though, they managed only two home draws with Gabon and Angola and finished last in the group. 2017 was the same result with just one win over weak Seychelles. So looking pretty weak going into 2019, which we will take a look at uh, specifically. And uh, actually, it was a pretty impressive campaign given their weak history. They bested Tanzania, uh, beating them at home and tying them away. But they finished behind them uh, in third place, tying the surprise last place finishers, Cape Verde, um, who they tied twice, 
uh, and they lost twice to group winners there, uh, Uganda, their only two losses in the campaign. So actually more competitive there. Let's see how they did in 2021. And this is a bit of a step back. Uh, they were actually ranked high enough to avoid a preliminary round. And they tied uh, uh, second place finisher Sierra Leone uh, at home. Sorry, uh, away in their first game and later on at home. And they also tied Benin at home. But uh, three draws is usually not enough to get you out of last place. And it did not as they finished behind Benin. Okay, and uh, finally, their African Cup 2023, this campaign, they did have to go through a preliminary round, and uh, they reached this round by beating Seychelles. Uh, pretty pretty good. Uh, they're tying them uh, scoreless at home and beating them 3-1. Sorry, tying them scoreless on the road and then beating them 3-1 at home uh, for a convincing qualification. We'll take a quick look at the uh, players here, and I'm not seeing any names jumping out as scorers because they don't, uh, uh, they haven't scored a lot of goals over the last little while. But uh, I can tell you that um, uh, most of their players do play in uh, Lesotho, and uh, if they do manage to get out of Lesotho, it's usually to South Africa where a couple of teams play for uh, some of the bigger South African teams, the Black Leopards and the Golden Arrows. So uh, just to throw out a few names, uh, Tushwalero Bering uh, has 21 caps, a midfielder, and he plays for Black Leopards in South Africa. And uh, the one who plays for Golden Arrows is their most experienced, one of their most experienced players, a forward, uh, Sarah Motabang, who has 46 caps and uh, 10 goals, which is actually uh, not too bad. Uh, also, Jane uh, Tabanzo is their most experienced player with 64 caps, uh, a forward, uh, but he just has nine goals in those 64 caps. So um, not really uh, much more to say, except they unusually have a player playing in Georgia Georgia, not USA, but Georgia near uh, uh, Russia. And uh, <clears throat> sorry, one other player for the Black Leopards in um, in uh, South Africa, uh, Tumelo Kutlang, who has 42 caps. He's a midfielder. So um, yeah, most of them are locally based. And that is our look at Lesotho's players and we'll finish with a summary and an overview of their form before discussing their chances. So they struggled to get past the preliminary rounds in the World Cup. 2014 was the only mildly competitive campaign but didn't amount to more than besting Sudan there. Uh, they struggled to pass preliminary rounds in the Alpha, uh, South African Cup. That was supposed to be in the past tense. They struggled uh, uh, at the beginning, they struggled, uh, usually, um, but now they, they are usually passing that preliminary round to reach a group stage. Uh, 2002 and 2019 were their most competitive years, but they finished third, uh, two points off second place in both cases, 
Uh, but really, honestly, they've never really threatened uh, the teams that are advancing to the to the following rounds. Their most competitive campaign, uh, or that competitive campaign in 2019, was an improvement. Uh, it was more pronounced. Uh, their improvement was more pronounced in their local cup, uh, the Kosafa Cup, where they passed the group stage in four editions since 2016. Uh, but they did fall at the group stage in 2021. I'm saying this because it's often hard to measure uh, these weaker teams on the, uh, you know, uh, continental uh, stage or especially the world stage. So sometimes we have to look at the uh, local cups to get a sense of uh, their strength. Um, okay, and then, uh, but despite that uh, rise in form around 2019, they resumed weak form in the 2021 African Cup and 2022 World Cup campaign. So they look fairly weak uh, coming in. That brings us to the end of the long team-by-team -team review. And now we will get to the uh, uh, prospects of uh, uh, and the comparisons of how they are. So currently in the rankings, uh, Ivory Coast, I'll begin with the FIFA and then uh, do the ELO. So in FIFA rankings, Ivory Coast is 53rd, Zambia is 87th, Comoros is 128th, and Lesotho is 164. So uh, a clear separation amongst the teams there, and uh, perhaps even more so in the ELO rankings, where Ivory Coast is 45th, Zambia is 98th, uh, Comoros is 138th, and uh, Lesotho is 159th. So the FIFA rankings has um, uh, a lot bigger separation between Ivory Coast and Zambia. And, uh, and uh, Zambia, Comoros, and Lesotho are all ranked about 10 points lower in ELO uh, than they are in FIFA, while Ivory Coast is actually ranked eight points higher in ELO than they are in FIFA. If you've been listening to these podcasts, you'll know that we tend to trust the ELO rankings uh, a little bit more. Okay, and just a note on that, uh, Ivory Coast was as high as 14th in ELO rankings, ELO rankings in June 2013 in the midst of their golden generation. And then after that, by 2018, they had dropped down to 62nd. So from 14th down to 62nd, and now back up to 45th, which is kind of reflective of the team history that I gave. Zambia, as you can well imagine, were highly rated, or, or their highest period was uh, around 2012 when they won that African Cup. Uh, they're 98th now, but they were uh, 52nd in ELO rankings at the time, and 34th in... Uh, FIFA rankings, so they have dropped about 50 points uh, uh, since then. Comoros have really come along. They're uh, 138th in ELO rankings, and that is up from 192nd in 2015. And uh, 206, one of the very weakest teams in the world in uh, 2008. So again, uh, probably because of those French import, I shouldn't say import players because they have to have some connection to Comoros, but 
Um, most of them are playing and living in France. Uh, finally, Lesotho has also improved. They're 100, also have fallen down. They're 159th now, but they were around 130 uh, in 2018 and in 2020. Uh, so they have um, fallen from them. But uh, in the past, they were always around 160 or lower. So that's the story. Let's look at head-to-head -head records. And these teams haven't played each other that much. Uh, Ivory Coast and Comoros have never met. Uh, and nor has Ivory Coast met Lesotho. Uh, however, uh, they have met Zambia. And Zambia has a good record of three wins, zero draws, and zero losses to Ivory Coast. So these are all in uh, Zambia's strong periods, kind of defining their strong periods. In 1974, they won in the group stage of the African Cup. And in 1994, they won in the group stage. And of course, they met in the 2012 African Cup final, where Zambia dramatically won 8-7 on penalties to win the title. So Zambia with the uh, definite edge now, but um, we would say Ivory Coast uh, looks the stronger team coming into this. Zambia also has a winning record over, Lesotho, uh, over Comoros. Uh, but that was also from that 2012 uh, campaign where they beat them twice. So uh, not that telling because Zambia has become quite a bit weaker since. And uh, they met Lesotho four times. Uh, one was in 1974, a good period where they bested them, uh, winning 6-1 at home and tying away. Uh, the other was actually in uh, the 2014 World Cup campaign, which was a weak one for Zambia. Uh, but they did manage to best Lesotho, uh, Lesotho winning 4 nothing away and tying on the road. So I don't know how that instructive, uh, how instructive that is, but I think those two road ties uh, with Lesotho uh, is instructive, and I think teams will need to be careful when playing in Lesotho. Uh, Comoros and Lesotho met in 2018 actually in the world cup qualifying round and they tied home and away so there again we see the weakest team lesotho uh tying we also get a, a hint of uh, comoros generally uh, uh a bit of a a bit of a danger at home there okay now we will just move on to a discussion uh of what we think of what basically what I think is going to happen. So, um, uh, sorry, I just have to uh, prepare something, uh, prepare the scores. I forgot to uh, prepare the scores. And so um, when it comes time to look at them, I want to have them available. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Let's take a look at the group. So overall, I'd say Ivory Coast, Ivory Coast decline since 2015 only means that they're not competing with the top teams as much as they did during their golden generation. They're still heavy favorites to win. Uh, Zambia have fallen much more heavily than Ivory Coast, uh, and it would take a real improvement for Zambia to even take second here. I think they're under a bit of threat from below. Uh, it seems uh, um, it seems though like uh, Zambia uh, uh, their improvement is coming.
because they're a historically strong team and I don't think they'll slump for that long. Uh, in the surprising form that Comoros uh, showed to reach the 2021 African Cup, they could be a challenge, uh, but there's already evidence that that was a bit of a flash in the pan. I wonder actually, uh, as, I, as we were doing Comoros, uh, how many of those French players actually make the trip for uh, Comoros' home games. So um, I'm, I'm guessing that not all of them uh, really gather there, but but did gather for the tournament in, uh, in 2021. Anyway, Lesotho will probably take a couple of points, uh, especially at home, but they're not likely to challenge for second and even a bit of an uphill battle there uh, for them to overcome Comoros. So... Um, Yeah, the the Lesotho could finish out of bottom if if Zambia continues their their decline, or if Comoros proves a flash in the pan. Uh, a bit closer look, Ivory Coast and Zambia uh, were even actually for much of their history, but we saw that Zambia has the winning record, uh, especially with that 2012 final win in uh, in the African Cup, which uh, went to penalties, which does indicate how close it actually was. Uh, but Ivory Coast is far ahead in the rankings now, so Zambia would need an abrupt change in form to challenge for first place, and it doesn't seem likely. Actually, uh, more likely uh, for Zambia is a threat from below, uh, although I would say second place uh, seems, seems quite likely. Uh, as, as I said, given their history, this week period uh, seems like it's not going to continue. Um, and actually, this is a good place for them to uh, to uh, kind of improve their form. So their winning records over Comoros and Lesotho, uh, it doesn't mean much since they met each of them in stronger periods, but um, uh, they are ranked well above them. And it's kind of embarrassing that uh, Zambia hasn't reached the last three African Cups, especially since the last two were expanded editions. At the risk of repeating myself, I, I got to say, uh, I think um, that won't last long. Uh, the two recent African Cup campaigns suggest Comoros could challenge for second here, especially if Zambia uh, continues their poor form. But uh, Comoros' own form is not established yet, and it's questionable uh, because they got knocked out in the preliminaries in 2022 uh, World Cup qualifying. So um, they have met Lesotho once in 2015, as we saw, and they tied home and away. So that in itself suggests uh, it could be an even battle for them, unless uh, Comoros is showing the improved form that they showed in 2021. So we can understand why Lesotho is the pot three team Sorry, why Comoros is the pot three team and Lesotho is the the bottom team. Uh, but uh, honestly, in terms of history, they're, they're fairly even. So, um, yeah, it could be an interesting campaign, uh, especially because I think Lesotho is going to be good for a few points and maybe they will spoil things at the top. So, all right, all right, I've, I've done dallying around. I'll give it to you straight. I think it's uh, actually fairly clear for me in this group. Ivory Coast first, Zambia second, Comoros third, 
and Lesotho fourth, uh, but third place being the most contentious position, I think Lesotho could uh, overcome Comoros. Now, here are the games, and I haven't looked at the results, but we have in the first uh, game, Mauritania won. Uh, sorry, I have the wrong teams here. Yikes. Uh, okay, I'm just going to do it off the top of my head. Uh, uh, top of my head here. So the first game is actually Comoros and Lesotho. And uh, that's actually an important game in the battle for third. I think um, I think uh, the home advantage, though, will prove too much. And Comoros is going to win 2-1, uh, uh, I'll say. 2-1, I think uh, Lesotho might be a bit stronger than others expect in this campaign. The other one is Ivory Coast and Zambia. And as much as I kind of hope for Zambia to return to form, uh, I think Ivory Coast is in very good form and they're not going to lose uh, here. On the other hand, Zambia sometimes does surprise away. We saw they're a stronger road team than most. Um, I don't think, though, uh, my prediction is going to it's going to win out over my hope. I will say I hope Zambia ties, but uh, Ivory Coast is going to win 2 nothing. Now, what happened? Uh, we have Comoros winning 2 uh, nothing over Lesotho, so that's uh, expected. And we have Ivory Coast winning 3-1 over Zambia, Zambia getting their goal in, in uh, injury time, so not meaning that much. However, Ivory Coast... Uh, uh, didn't score until uh, 67 minutes in there. Serge Aurier getting the opener and uh, Patston Daka scoring for Zambia. All right, the second round of games is Zambia at home to Comoros. Well, I hope their form doesn't plummet to the point that they would drop points here. Um, I don't see it happening really, so I'm going to say 2-0 uh, Zambia. Uh, fearful that Comoros might get something out of this, but that's just fear. Uh, the other game is Lesotho uh, at Ivory Coast, and to be honest, like these kind of games in Africa um, do sometimes uh, yield a tie, so uh, I'm not going to predict that here. I think Ivory Coast is going to be consistent and win, but I certainly wouldn't be shocked by a tie because uh, because that happens in, in Africa. But I think Ivory Coast are going to be more consistent. And the result is 2-1 Zambia. Yay! Winning on a goal at 88 by uh, Kangwa. Uh, Kings Kangwa. I don't actually know him. Um, Wapu got the first goal in injury time of the first half. The player who plays for Brighton. And uh, Comoros' uh, big scorer, Ben Nabuhain. Uh, getting the goal, actually the first goal at 13. So uh, they scored, Zambia tied it up uh, in injury time of the first half and then won it late in the second half. So uh, a less convincing performance than I would have liked. But um, uh, Ivory Coast did tie scoreless in Lesotho. So again, not a shock in Africa, uh, but honestly a shock anyway. Uh, Ivory Coast um, 
dropping points there. Uh, but we knew Lesotho would pick up a few points at home. We just didn't think it would be against uh, Ivory Coast. So the uh, results there are Ivory Coast uh, nevertheless on top, despite the tie in Lesotho, Zambia in second, uh, Comoros in third, and Lesotho in last, much as predicted. And it looks, uh, rather than third place being the contentious one, it looks actually like Zambia and Comoros uh, is a bit more contentious. Uh, but Lesotho do well to pick up a tie in the road, so maybe they'll get back into it. And... Uh, that is it uh, for this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed our analysis, and we will see you again next time. All the best. Bye-bye.